You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Let me tell you something. There is no nobility in poverty. I have been a rich man and I have been a poor man. I choose rich every fucking time. Because at least as a rich man, when I have to face my problems, I show up in the back of a limo wearing a $2,000 suit and a $40,000 gold fucking lock. This is how it's it, done. This it, is my life. It seems this is like my every experience. Time we've had this experience. So I think I feel confident enough to say that we're having a great time. This is a true story. Here we go. All right. So are three, we, two, one. Yeah. Are you ready for this, Riley? This is true shit. I was on a podcast for. Do you want three to start completely over? Or just go in. when I was sixteen about video games, and you can hear the exact moment my voice started breaking. Like it was. It was like legit. Like I would be on, and I'd be like. Prepubescent, prepubescent, prepubescent. And one day I'm on the podcast, I'm like, hi, everybody. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that the same guy? Who is that guy? Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, He's man. got the same bad opinions about Japanese video games. <laughs> so you joined us now, actually. That was all live. That was actually all oh, picked good. up. Oh, so. yeah. Good. <laughs> so nice welcome. Uh, hit the refresh button. Start it over. Either way, episode number 25, uh, the Detroit Local. Live and direct, live and local from Fort Street Galley. Uh, dude, everybody, thank you so much for coming through today. Yeah, man. Uh, before we get started, please, everybody, take a minute, go to DetroitLocal.com, uh, pick up anything that you like, like T-shirts, mugs, uh, towels. I've got, we've got literally everything for sale. We need to uh, continue to fund this podcast so we right. can keep doing really cool things like this. Uh, so we don't have to uh, result to pimping. So I can quit my day job. Or that. Which is pimping, so whatever. But no, <laughs> but legitimately, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Kari Hobbs, a.k.a. Rufio Jones. What's going on, man? What's up? Uh, man, same old, man. I, uh, I was able to uh, coerce my, my wife into coming here. So uh, she's Introduce off to her. my left. Hey, hey, Carmelita. Hi. Hi, Carmelita. Hi, Carmelita. Hi. She's uh, really pretty to me. No, she is. I'm happy for her. Yeah, so, okay, that's uh-huh. a nice description for radio. <laughs> Since the last time uh, we were interviewing our, our friends from Fort Street Galley, I am joined again by uh, Mr. Riley McIntyre. Mr. Yes, Lord. Marlo Johnson. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you? Doing so well. Phenomenal, man. Good. Dude, uh, we've, we only had three episodes in between the last time you guys came through the studio and now. And, I'm, I mean, there's a lot, been a lot of changes here, right? Mm-hmm. So, first off, thank you so much for having us come through here. I want to hear all about them. So, what... Yeah, so just go. Tell give me us about the rundown. It. Yeah, give us the rundown. What, what changed? I mean, I think the biggest change is the branding of the bar. Uh, the branding of the bar is the name Magpie, uh, expanding our hours and whatnot, which is really like, a, I think, a logical evolution of the way that the galleys operate. You know, we have these uh, four distinct operators here at Fort Street that all have their own names and branding and logo and identity uh, and for kind of how ambitious our bar program was, it didn't make sense just to be like, oh, we're just the bar at the Fort Street Galley. Uh, and at the same time that we were, you know, a, a downtown in a lively, vibrant area and closing kind of when the kitchens closed didn't really make sense. So the solution for that was like our own name, which is Magpie. I'm going to try and say it a lot because you got to get it in people's minds. Right. Um, Magpie? 
Magpie, like the bird. Oh, magpie. 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 You mean magpie. magpie. Um, later hours, so now we're open until midnight during the week and two in the morning on the weekend. Uh, and that coincided with the rollout of our brand new spring cocktail menu, which is something that we put an incredible amount of work into and turned right. out extremely well. Right? Absolutely. I've been very, I've been, I mean, I've been very pleased with the drinks. I've been coming here ever since that, uh, that episode, right? So, uh, the bar is, has always been the constant, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it goes from four separate eateries where it, how long is it? A year or so they signed a contract? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the contracts vary uh, depending on the stall uh, and depending on the concept, but uh, most of them are here for about 12 months. Right. So the bar is going to be here regardless of what the right. food is, right? So I, the challenge, I think, and I, I'm pretty sure you mentioned before, is how do you make a craft cocktail bar, a high-quality craft cocktail mm-hmm. bar that serves up to 200 people at a time that can complement four distinct separate types of food. Absolutely. When you say it like that, that sounds a lot more difficult. But, <laughs> but that's, what, that's what makes it dope, though. It's, it's, and it's the most fun part of it is getting to collaborate and adapt to our changes. Like our, our first menu out of the gate um, wasn't necessarily, I would say, overly ambitious, but I would say it was like a very um, classic craft cocktail menu. Uh, and what it allowed us to do is it understood, all right, we have to move more towards, uh, are we compounding things? Are we batching things? Are we putting thing on, uh, things on draft? Like, what is our focus? Uh, and I think just in the way we've dialed it in for this new menu and, and for the formal launch of the bar concept, like, it, it, it it makes so much more sense to the space. It gives so much more credence to what we do, and it feels distinct. It feels like us. It doesn't feel like a bar that's dropped into the middle of a galley. It feels like, oh, this is the bar made for the galley. That makes sense. Absolutely. So how do you uh, – what have been some of the favorite drinks that you've come up with? I- I'd like to try them. Okay. I mean, I will say this. I would be hard-pressed to find a drink you haven't tried yet uh, uh, on this menu. <laughs> um, like, come on. I fucking, my parents are here. I like to drink. <laughs> <laughs> There are definitely some standouts on here to me. Um, my favorite drink I put on the menu is the Kyoto Special Line, which oh, I actually so think good. Riley is drinking I'm, I'm right now. I'm drinking it right now. That's Riley's number one drink. It is. I, right, we'll we take a couple of those, too. Yeah, we'll line them up. So that one's cool. It's Long Road Corn Whiskey made up by our friends at Long Road in Grand Rapids. Um, Bushido sake, so like this really beautiful undiluted sake. Sweetened oatmeal syrup, lemon juice, and then it's shaken with shiso leaves grown here in Detroit by our friends at Planted Detroit. Uh, and grapefruit leaf. So it's, it's basically like a, a really souped-up whiskey sour. Uh, uh, well, where do you get these ideas and these concepts? Right? That, yeah, that yeah, sounded that very pretty. Like, that was very, like, elegant. You yeah, know my, I mean? my craft cocktail knowledge of Miles is like, well, there's vodka, and I've got some soda. I've got and vodka I'm, and tang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put, put them the shits together. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we call it a vodka tang. <laughs> the, the V&T, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah, where do you get your inspiration from? Yeah? For me, like I think I have two very diametrically opposed ways of thinking about drinks. Um, sometimes there's one on this menu, the toasted rice highball, which I probably have had in notes for the better part of eight months, just trying to figure out what it looks like. So there's you know that type of way of making drinks. And then some drinks, like I wake up, bang, on the couch, and I'm just like, oh, this is the one we should do. Right. Um, and that's the great thing about cocktails because it's basically, I like to think you're, you're constantly percolating ideas in the back of your head. You're tasting something one day, and a few months you're tasting something else. And somehow these two neurons fire in one way, and all of a sudden you're standing there going, oh, my God, this is what the drink is. Now, do you actually, like, make that magic at home first, or do you just, like, like oh. motor into work? I actually don't. I don't make drinks at home. Oh, ever. look at this. I drink, I drink neat exclusively, <laughs> exclusively at home. Um, but that's the nice thing about also having our lab. And, and the other nice thing is it's not just my menu, right? It's, right. it's so many other people I hand on this. Like, uh, I, I'm hugely, hugely proud of um, one of our lead bartenders, Jeff. 
uh, who, who was my apprentice at our previous bar who started here. He got his first menu drink. It's called the Text My Ex. It's badass. It's a redemption it. high rate. You liked it? <laughs> I mean, I drank it. Mark of quality. You know what jumped out at me is that it's, uh, you don't see craft cocktails very often that are made with 151. Yeah. Proof, so right? it's, it's a cool sure. drink. It's, make it, 151 make it a double, is badass. You know? It's uh, Yeah, so it's high-ride bourbon, vanilla date syrup, fortified wine, and a beautiful 151-proof Demerara rum. It's kind of like a, a, a jazzed-up Manhattan. So, yeah, I mean, there's Make so it many... a 302 in case I'm thirsty. You know what I'm saying? Put, them, put a two together. Put a two. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty good. Not a math guy. Kind of a math That was kind of math. That was math. No so yeah, I, we're all very you know excited about the glass. We're in about our collaborations. Like one of our drinks, uh, my lead bartender, Keenan made the monotype is this incredible, like tangy, zesty, tropical tequila drink. And mm-hmm. we couldn't find the right glass for it. So a friend of mine who I actually went to high school with rolled up one day with a bunch of handmade, beautiful ceramic mugs that just suited the drink so perfectly. Right. So, you know, th- this menu feels very fun and it feels very collaborative. So no, oh, go ahead. No, no, you... Well, uh, I wanted I wanted to make sure I didn't miss this magpie. I wanted to say it again. Yeah. But like, did we uh, did we get into where we got the name from? Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. People can't hear, but I have a tattoo of a bird on my neck. Word up. And I love birds. Uh, my childhood nickname was bird. Um, and I like the magpie because the magpie is a it's a, a thief bird, right? It likes shiny things. It likes shiny objects. Right. And I think that. We as bartenders in some way are also these playful thieves of time and of memory and experience and of stories. Thief of memory. I could, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, we take, we take, we take. So it seemed like when, if I was to have one word to define our cocktail program, it's whimsical. And right. the name Magpie kind of felt freewheeling and, and whimsical to me. Good enough. There we go. That's as long as I get it good <laughs> that enough. Is the, that is the perfect definition of anything. That's how I'm going to start talking about myself. You know what I mean? I'm going to explain it through the the uh, eyes of a magpie boom <laughs> from here on out so Th- that was remarkable with the whimsical nature wh- what are these that are in my hand oh okay so those are our, those are on our, our all the time secret menu special um that's love you can yeah. really dig this is this on the menu or what like what is this so these are our there's this concept in in, in craft cocktails called the break even bottle which is where you take that really old beautiful expensive dusty bottle off the shelf and you sell it at cost so that people can you know try something they might not right. ordinarily try this is our like more fun way of doing that and also you know adding a little gamification to it so they're chinese gambling dice we waited on them i think riley saw me wait for this package for like two months of deep anxiety chinese gambling dice? yeah or yeah <laughs> chinese gambling dice absolutely all right well, when so, it didn't come you know right, he's right. like where's my package at and I'm shipping like, okay, direct from china and they weren't here so I was losing it. Made from magpie bond. Made from card from magpie bond. But so basically, there's one dice for a mystery beer, one dice for a mystery shot. You pay nine dollars. You roll, and now you might get Jim Beam and a Tall Boy of Tiger Lager. You might get Taiwanese single malt whiskey. You might get like really beautiful aged Colombian rum. You might get a like a badass porter or a sour or a, a small batch, you know, whiskey. So it's it's a nice gamification of it. So no matter what, you're always getting a good deal out of it. But there are some rolls on there where like I feel like my like liver starts to twinge. I'm like, there goes a good amount of money for the day because that's the fun really? of it. Like yeah. if if the game wasn't built around people taking the house, like why would we gamble ever? Yep. And it, it has this insane fajita effect. Like when one person wins, their entire group goes. You want to do I it? I want to do it. I, I, I can I do this actually? <laughs> you, you can actually do it. Okay. Go so nuts. Uh, you shake and then five, drop them down. Two here, yep. Two dice. I don't know if you guys hear that. That's at good all. foley right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. You don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> we were okay. In so, full disclosure, if you hadn't done that, we were talking like you'll just pretend yeah, like you rolled yeah, the yeah, green right. roll. That's legitimately. All right, the, I got the steering wheel and uh, the cock. <laughs> so you got the you <laughs> got the steering wheel. And so, the cock. well, what is it? Well, you got so for your beer, you got the rooster. That's a coin. That's, that's a, a coin. coin. Yeah, that's a coin. So that is our highest value roll. Right now, you just won the Cavalan Concert Master. It's a Taiwanese whiskey oh, yeah, finish yeah, in Port Barrel. Yeah, I was going what to. Is it again? Cavalan Concert Master. Okay. I was going to pretend that you had won the high rolling one, but that legitimately is our roll for it. So that's, what. Um, and then the Rooster, right now, you're getting the Ellison Double. So it's still a good yeah. beer, but like your real winner there is you just, you just took me for a very expensive pour of whiskey. <laughs> no big deal. No, well, you know what? Do you like whiskey? I, uh, At I mean, that like price, to, everybody should I like, like whiskey. To drink. All right, Kari's up. I just nice. want to see what's going to happen. Dude, please get the. Now you really like Tessie. Ooh, okay, so get? Rooster on shot. So you just got some beautiful um, Bacardi Ocho. So eight year aged Puerto Rican rum. Uh, ooh, and for the fish, you got the Keeping It Sangria from Drafting Table. Oh, that sounds oh. nice. Kind of like a sangria the beer. So well, I, I, I feel. I feel accomplished. I don't know about the rest. And that's of the that's the fun thing about it, right? Like you feel like you have some agency in it, yeah. and it feels very interactive, and it gets people excited. And we also have, you know, if you don't want to just rip a shot of whatever it is for four dollars, I'll turn it into one of our draft cocktails for you. Right. So no one's going to make you, ch- you know, chug a shot of of Jim Beam if you don't want right. to. Not that I'm imputing it. I love Jim Beam, but sometimes people are like, I don't want to do the shot of Hennessy, or I don't want to do this shot of rum. I'm right. like, okay. that's literally the name of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So just order what... Just, anyway, you Our tagline for always was you get what you get and don't throw a fit. And I feel like people really quibble a lot. Really? Yeah. They don't well, like being told. Until they win. Do. If they win the big one, then they don't care at all. Well, you know what? You don't actually... You don't need to waste the like the expensive whiskey pour on me because I'm kind of just like a Smirnoff guy. <laughs> like a Smirnoff vodka or like, like a Smirnoff yeah. ice? Yeah. Like which one is like the Bud Light and the, and the Tito's? Oh, that's Prawn Prawn. <laughs> I'll take two. I'll take a prawn prawn. Prawn prawn. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about sitting here. People, they're like, "What I get?" I'm like, "Oh, excellent choice. You got the calabash and the coin." Honestly, you know what? It, can I order a drink? Would yeah, you guys, absolutely. Would you yeah. Uh, so keep the keep the dice, man, because I, I feel like it's going to be wasted on me. Uh, mostly because I don't even remember what it was. I do. <laughs> that's, that's, a real, that's a real. That's a real. That's a real bar. Uh, you got what? Did, uh, shit. You got rooster <laughs> yeah, for oh, be- no. You got coin got for shot and rooster for beer. Yep. 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 It's another name for he's a rooster. A, a, steering, steering wheel yeah. cock is the name of my new like band, that. actually. I like it. Better than, what did you have? Uh, I also remember rooster. you had rooster, rooster, rooster and fish. Yeah, yeah, that's right. See, I'm not good at stuff like that. Dude, I'll, you know what? I, I'd love to try that I've had a million times, but uh, just a menacing. Menacing? You can text. Uh, I guess, I guess yeah. two. Two menacing? Yeah, two menacing and, and one of those. And a Kyoto? The, uh, the Kyoto, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the one that you gave me a little taste of before, yeah. right? Excellent choice. You also got yeah, the splash of the ultra light beam, I think, is a real standout. The one that looks like sparkling water. Shots. Perfect. Yeah. Shots. Yeah, shots, shots, shots. It takes shots. You and that's a song I've heard. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Do they sing about that in songs? Do uh, people sing about shots? Uh, ultra, in songs? Like, no, well, ultra, ultra light beam? Oh. Yeah, You've heard of that? Yeah. Is it by seminal artist uh, Mr. Kanye West? That's right. I've heard so unusual. <laughs> He's really blowing up right now. He's kind of small, but I'm hoping uh, I can give what? him some exposure. It's, it's, it's weird. Like you, you, you hear a little bit. You're like, yeah, he might be all right. So we'll we'll see what happens in the next ten or so years. Trying to help you out. Yeah. So <laughs> happy spring, everybody. Right. First week of spring. Are we are here? We, are we here? We made it. Not, but here's the thing. Not only did we make it, like 
usually uh, in Michigan, you know, spring hits and you still got to wait two more months for spring to hit. Like Dude, we're still going to have another yeah. snowstorm in April. True. We always do. It's that's the true. Second winter. That, that's that's right. exactly right. But the fact that it's sixty-five are, right now. now I think, is weird. No, I think we're in uh, fools. Fool spring. Fall spring. Yeah. Fall spring? Fall spring. Okay. Yep. Fool spring I like was two months spring. ago. Yeah, I like yeah. that works. Yeah. I think that was two weeks ago when it was like 50 for one day. And right, I was like, right. holy shit. Like, and I said it before. You don't realize. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a winter guy. I like hockey. I like all the winter stuff. But you don't realize, like, how much the lack of vitamin D, like, really does affect you until that first day when it's 50 degrees. And you're like, holy shit. And, this and seasonal affective disorder. You, you, uh, staring at the sun. You, you yeah. look, you're looking yeah, up. You're you strip your clothes down yeah. as if it's mm-hmm. like a hundred degrees. You know what I'm saying? We act real weird around here. It's like shorts and people in shorts. <laughs> I, wear, I exclusively yeah. wore a shirt today. I did not wear a jacket. Right. I'm out there. The wind's kind of blowing. Oh, I'm like, it's warm. It's warm. Guess, it's warm. You guys warm. look sharp yeah. in your matching denim Thank denim you. shorts. It like, wasn't planned. But no, you're on trend. Was just on the uh, same on track trend. on that one. The Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> so we're yeah, legit, legit. So we're coming out of we're coming out of winter, which means that everybody has been Netflix binging and just eating food and sitting right. and watching everything on Netflix, right? I, what sure. I'd love to do is kind of like, what are some of your Netflix suggestions that you've been going? I, we'll just go right around. We, we'll start with Riley. Riley's been kind of suspiciously well, quiet no, no, over no. there. So I, I I think that uh, not to go back to the whole magpie thing, but uh, Marlo. Magpie. Thank you. Magpie. One, one more time. What is it? Magpie. Magpie. There we Magpie, go. I think. Yeah. Uh, At Fort Street Galley. Marlowe and his team have done such a phenomenal job of trying to uh, complement all of the things that these incredible chefs are doing right. and uh, giving them a moment to be able to really define and, and reset what exactly it is that they want uh, for the space that they were given uh, was such an incredible thing to witness because uh, their team is so dedicated and so on top of it. Um, it's it's been awesome to try the drinks and see what they've came up with, uh, but you know, I love Netflix. Uh, but one of my friends really pushed That's me into segue. Game of Thrones. How did that? I liked it because it was very complimentary of me and my team. It, it so was, I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah I had to throw, yeah. I had to throw that in there. Well, yeah, I don't get how did that like, like segue? Yeah, the, drinks are, the drinks are very good. Anyway, anyway, yeah. you know, what? Uh, I've been, but really, I've been really trying to push through all of the season of Game of Thrones yeah. that I that I missed. Never seen an episode. You know, that I is exactly. I was like. I was like, I watched 15 minutes of one episode, right. couldn't do it. Yeah, I and felt like a pervert. I, Honestly, you cannot watch absolutely. that show on an airplane. Yeah. It cannot be done. Or, or right. alone no. in case somebody just walks in, like, exactly hey, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. At that, any point in time, it's something bad. Someone walks yeah. into the bedroom. Yeah, someone's getting decapitated or just naked breasts. Yeah, yeah. Slopping yep. around. Exactly. Because yeah. you would think boobs and dragons, like, that's not a bad combo. But it's just, I It's a good enough combo for all the money in the world, apparently. It's definitely a show worth binge watching, though. Really? So it started yeah, episode I, one and just uh, yep and uh, i gave it the opportunity and now i'm on uh season five almost oh, to season six right so uh i mean it, you know it's it, been, it it's actually been also about, only gets better i feel it, like it does it, and it gets less uh gets less graphic too uh so <laughs> wait till season yeah. six well, that's the thing. so i had i had the unfair right. advantage i read all the books before the show okay, came right, out because yeah, right. uh i was not very popular in middle school and high school <laughs> um and so I was just, there were these moments in the show that are like legendarily gory. My friends would be like, I'm watching the show, I'm watching the show, and I'm just like, wait, wait, right, right. wait. And then they'd walk in and they'd be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> well, Stabbed the see, baby in the womb, and I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Technically, it didn't stick exactly to the book. Right. But that's an incredible impression of my voice. <laughs> well, I'm just, like, that's, just, that's, that's, that's just, just my guy. nerd voice. That's just the guy. Yeah, see? You know? 
That was like a, a, <laughs> yeah, it's like a mixture of like a nerd and a 20s style gangster. Like, <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> on the phone. I uh, I was just telling Marlo the other day. Uh, his partner is she has. She has this very 1920s-esque about her, right. and it, it fits so well, because every time we have an event, Marlo comes in in a full suit and suspenders, and I'm like, you know what? I look like the world's like, nerdiest rum runner. I look like the accountant for Al Capone. <laughs> but like the guy who fucked up and got him popped on tax evasion. Right, right. Like, I look like the worst accountant down. And like, socks, like, though. I'm like, look at Always these. great socks. I'm embezzling all the money for the socks. The books are perfect. The books are, hey, what are we worrying about, guys? <laughs> Hey man, that sounds like my dream. The FB what? I don't dope. think they're coming around. Al Capone's <laughs> nerdy account that got him arrested. Yep. I love it. <laughs> like, oh shit. I man, you you gotta you gotta send us some pictures of this. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a character right there. <laughs> That's you guys can do like a roaring twenties party or something. That might be kind of neat. Do like twenties inspired cocktails. We have some. Pe- we have some oof, also all very bad. Oh really? All 20s, cocktails yeah. from the twenties in America. Ch- moonshine. Very, yeah. <laughs> There was got, all just like this is all poison. Up, it's all gin. garbage. <laughs> I'll make some. I like if you want like the criteria. Like the drink will make you go blind. It's illegal. Right. And like right. I made it in my bathtub. Then I can do that for is you. That right. on, is that on the dice? That's, the I like that. that's when you exactly. throw the dice that's at my head. And that's I just double throw. crab. That's double crab on here. <laughs> that's crab, crab prawn. Yeah. Yeah. Crab prawn. Fuck you right up. All right. So Game of Thrones. Is anything yep. else? Nope. That, I mean, I've been down, strictly down. watching okay. that. Yeah, Kari. Uh, for me specifically on Netflix, uh, Umbrella or Academy. Or whatever. That's cool. Ooh, yeah. Umbrella, Academy. Umbrella Academy is fantastic. It was great. Um, I w- I've also started watching a uh, an anthology series that is called no. uh, Love. No, no, no. Because this was mine. Fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 we're gonna hey, talk about never so mind. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, also, just for the record, because I can I can jump over that. Uh, Carmen San Diego. Uh, I'm all up in. Also, that didn't sound wait, the way like, I meant wait, it to. The no, I don't blame you. Like the, the, ori- like the original, yeah, no, like, like the game a, show. They they have they have a Netflix cartoon. Uh, really? Yeah, uh, starring uh, America Ferrera. Is that, is that who I don't doing? know who that is. Uh, uh, well, um, America Ferrera. There, there's a show yeah, on. There's a yeah. show on CW <laughs> that is called uh, something. Something about a virgin that I don't remember. Jane the Virgin. Thank you. This is a great story, Carmen. She's, this is really she's the star of that. <laughs> and then she is Carmen San Diego. Really? Awesome. Yes. So they have a new cartoon on Netflix, Carmen San Diego. Are you watching it with uh, your son or just like. Oh, this, this is, is all me. me. Yeah. This is all me. Like he. Uh, I used to love the Carmen San Diego. and Carmen San Diego time. The Carmen San Diego game it. show. Was, yeah. I used to love that. Which is why, like, when, when they when they mentioned that they were going to come out with this show, I'm like, well, this is just appointment viewing for me. Because, yeah. like, I would I would rush home. Uh, Carmen San Diego and Ghost, uh, Ghost Rider were back-to-back. Ghost Rider? Dude, I used to have the Ghost Rider books. Come on, man. Because I, too, was not that popular in middle school. I'm, I'm fine with you. I was. I was totally good. So, <laughs> you were the guy but, pushing me into no, the No, never, never. We didn't have lockers in my private school. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there, there you go. That you didn't have a problem. That was no, a sly way. Yeah. No, dude, I never. I was never a bully. Kids don't bully. It's it's awful. It's a bad thing. What else you got? But you, you know, it, it gives you character. Um, yeah. Also, uh, but Good Girls is a really good show as well. Um, it's a show that is on NBC. Um, they have it on on Netflix for you to binge. Yo, it's and it's right. It's on right after World of Dance. Which is an amazing show. I fucks with World of Dance. Uh, I do. On. I you, watch it. Like I watch it. Side it's yeah. glorious. I do, yeah. I'm, I'm dead ass serious. You watch I, The Voice too? No. Okay. Yeah. You know me, why me though? Either. I don't. Yeah. Listen, why, no. 
it's, no, it's nothing wrong with the voice. My problem with the voice is that the people that win, I never hear from them again. Yep. So like, there's I only just one don't Kelly Clarkson. You know what I'm saying? And she was on American Justin Idol. Barney. Ruben stuttered. Ruben stuttered. All yeah. American Idol. We were a Ruben household growing up, for sure. We were. We voted because you would call the eight hundred number. Mm-hmm. Actually, my my dad's remember here. He was. You would always that? vote. Or if yeah. you have AT and T, you can text this number. You can text this number. Yeah, that's right. Yep. AT and T. Ruben Normal stuttered. Normal text rates may apply or something. Made the yeah. song. I'm sorry for two thousand four. I love that song. That song's terrible. You don't like? Because it keeps you in a box. It's like you can't listen to this. In 2005 and so on and so it's forth. It's dated. Yeah. Like, why did they do that to him? And now I'm you can't find I'm still sorry for 2004. There. Many years Aren't later. Aren't we all? I'm always sorry. <laughs> well, we, that's the whole point. Five, you, don't have to, you don't have to. You it's a lot past. of words yeah, that rhyme. Know, yeah, it's, I'm just trying to help. But uh, yeah, what, name one other Ruben Stuttered song. No. Flying Without Wings. Gets you off. made that. I just wanted no. to tee up your own shot. Yeah. i showing how much yeah. you love Ruben. I did. I did. We're trying to get him on the podcast. Ruben. <laughs> Ruben, big fan. Yeah, big fan. Ruben Hopefully Stutter. you hear this. Dude. Anyway, okay. So those are mine. Marlo, what do you got on Netflix? Oh, weird. My, my one is uh, I've been watching a lot of Love, Death, and Robots. Yes. I didn't want to. I'm sorry. That no, I you're fine. That's what it's called? it's crazy. It's called Love, Death, and Robots. It's an anthology sci-fi show Got kind of in down. the vein of heavy metal yep. from the mind? 80s. Um, it's literally and open. So like it's, a little bit of Animatrix. Yeah, it's very Animatrix, which is, okay, hold up. Sidebar. Right. The best part of the Matrix is the Animatrix. Listen. Yeah. I might... I might agree with you. Yeah. And, now and the the first the first movie kind of changed my changed life. The game. So like, but the Animatrix changed the world. Yes. So so Love, Death, and Robots. Every episode is what? like a different. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm totally lost. Over every that. episode is a different animation mm-hmm. studio. So like one episode you can have that very like Tintin esque Lean Claire like uh, French animation, and then it's like very realistic 3D. It's like very cartoony and cuter. It's like super flat Japanese, and they're all just like five to fifteen minute things about love, death, and robots, and. Uh, I think Netflix did something really crazy with it where different people saw the episodes in different orders. Correct. Which, like, to- which okay. is like a kind of level of like interactive fiction I'm really into. Um, but I knew it was good because I said it to my buddy Keenan who works here the other day and he like dropped everything. Like we right. talked about Love, Death, and Robots for like two hours. It's it's amazing. You have you have to have to have to watch I it. Have to Do watch I though? It. It's pretty yeah. Cool. Okay. No, and and here's the nice yeah. thing about it. you can watch the whole season in like an afternoon because they're all five to fifteen minutes. That's which which it, for me was the selling point. Like yep. I watched one episode and I was like eleven minutes. Well, that's crazy. It's not going to be like that for the next one. 16 minutes, oh, I'm doing this. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm going to tee it, it up right it after Carmen so, Sandiego. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, and then the other thing, man, I don't really know if I want to like put my personal life nope, out here do like it. that. Yeah, do it, man. Uh, but my lady really loves this show called Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, which is an Australian 1920s detective show <laughs> that's very sexy and also like very, it's actually, it's an amazing show. It's like very like uh, feminist, like very empowering women right. historically, like do you wear your suit? I yeah, I was good. Couch, while you watch it, you wear the suit. Well, hang on, I gotta mix up the bathtub <laughs> gin. See, exactly. it's like it's it's a it's like the, in the so many ways like the worst show I've ever seen. In so many ways, the best because they spent so much money on like costumes and getting sexy people to do this show and right. production value. And they're like, hmm, no one in here actually knows how to act, huh? Or like, <laughs> like one plot. This isn't, and I'm not actually making this up. There is a plot in it that has uh, Egyptian gods, opium dealers, Chinese kung fu. Like it's just like. Nobody thought about it at all, and it's great. Like just all you disjointed. Lose, like. You lose the thread midway through, and you go, "But damn, these people are very good to look at, huh?" Like I, like, so I'll just deal with it. What's you know, that one called again? Speaking of that, you just said that. Did anybody watch the show Disjointed? No, I didn't even know. I have no idea what that okay. is. Okay, 
Did you watch it? Because where did it I know, go? I know what it is, but I cannot. I can't remember anything about it. Like I know it exists. It was a bit no, disjointed. It's, it's about the I'm woman sorry, who come owns on, give me the that dispensary. Me up on that. Oh, and her no. family works there. Um, oh, is it with Kathy Bates? Yes. Yeah. That's no, right. never watched right. it. Never watched it. It's like they had good? they had one they had one season You're and then exactly it exactly right. So did they say that weeds made all that money? Deal. So yeah. we got to really get on that like suburban that Showtime dollar. <laughs> I know, but it was a great show. And, and so okay, was it? But was it like a a sitcom? Yeah, no, it was funny. It was a sitcom. But yeah. I mean, like, did, did they have like a uh, like a studio audience? Studio, yeah, studio audience and everything. Oh, or I don't know if it was okay, filmed okay. live. Oh, yeah, I don't think speaking so. Speaking of marijuana and TV, if you aren't watching <laughs> High Maintenance, it's still Such consistently the best show on television. Period. And wow. it's again like 15 minutes long. And it's just about a weed dealer in New York and his clientele, and he's like the only through line to these crazy stories. There's What's like it called again? High Maintenance. High Maintenance. I think in like right. the first season, there's one like. Hannibal Burris is in it, and there's like oh, a I shooting at one of his yeah. shows, and so he starts smoking weed to like try and deal with his anxiety, and then you go to like a couple Which who's breaking work. up. Like it was <laughs> at it all. Was, it doesn't. It doesn't. Certainly no, not for me. No. Um, it just makes me it, more anxious. I get so scared. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Again, not popular I, in middle school. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> As an adult, not so much. But right. you gotta, you have to be watching High Maintenance. It's, it's like, it's, a, it's like the greatest love letter to New York and to like. I don't know humanity. Yeah, I, I, I keep watching sure. it, and I'm also I, I I cry at TV shows a lot right. just to like really get all my shit out there, and that really that show does make me cry. It does make me cry quite a bit. You're getting choked up right I'm now. Literally, yeah, that's right. Are you? You're right an empath, now. aren't you? I'm a, such an empath. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a superpower. Yeah, I mean, thank you. So I mean, it is like it's on it's on X Men. What's somewhere. your superpower? I cry. I feel on too much. <laughs> On demand. Yeah. I can they call me Tear Boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a bad moniker. Yeah. We'll come up with We'll, we'll workshop. We'll workshop the name. <laughs> I, you know, for me, I haven't really been watching many Netflix shows. Right. I feel kind of bad, but one I just uh, watched was The Dangerous World of Comedy. Oh, is it good? It, I loved it. I only watched the first episode, but uh, the guy, I, I can't, Larry Charles is mm-hmm. his name. And I actually, I checked it out on recommendation from Height uh, Keach. Right. From Cold Rhymes Records, does the Cold Rhymes podcast uh, with Mister. Check it out if you're not listening to it. It's my favorite podcast, other than ours. Uh, he goes the episode that I watched. He goes into like Iran. He goes to Liberia uh, and Afghanistan, and he interviews people that are trying to like build up their stand-up comedian cool. or stand-up very, comedy very cool. scene. And he's like, okay, so what do you think is funny? Like, why? What makes you laugh? And just to hear these people's different experiences of like. Well, we were we, when I the last time I left, we were in this war and we brought these people in. Yeah, and it's like, whoa, that's oh, not very like heavy. Their, yeah, their idea of what yeah. is what is comedy, it, it's completely different. So right. I love that. Uh, also, recently watched, started watching a show. Netflix does a series like a decade series: sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. I started really watching cool. the yeah, started watching the two thousands uh, one, which I think it's kind of weird because I, I feel like it's still a little too. Right Fresh. now, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, like yeah. I'm like I'm still doing some of that shit. Right, right. Like that's yeah. not <laughs> like that's not cool anymore. It's like how you know? is that already in a TV show? Yeah, <laughs> Wait yeah. A minute. right. So I watched that. I liked it. It was all right, but it. Uh, have you, yeah, have you ever go, seen go. the show uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? I, a couple of them. Okay, I'm not a Jerry Seinfeld guy, really. See, I, I wasn't either, and I started watching them. I really gave it an opportunity, and it's it is fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm on my couch. And I'm laughing, almost spitting my coffee out yeah. of the See, man, I, I like that kind of exuberance about anything. So, like, yeah, now, now I have to watch it. It's you know great. It's okay. a really great show. Is that another one that has, like, kind of shorter episodes as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, Has anyone watched Killer Mike's new show? 
a bunch oh, of people are talking about seen it. Seen the whole thing. Is it good? Yes. Because I can it, watch Killer Mike do anything. And, man, I remember, and, and this is, okay, going back about uh, six years, uh, Killer Mike had a show in Grand Rapids. We got the open forum, uh, and then we were in the back and got to talk to him. I just want to let everybody know, whatever you feel about Killer Mike, he is the kindest, dopest dude. Like, he's a, like a regular-ass cat, you know what I'm saying? And, like, he's just great. So, that being said, I watched this uh, Killer Mike show, I believe it was six episodes, yep. and I'm like, man, I'm not going to be a good judge because I'm going to love it, and I, I was Regardless right. of, of yep, the actual yep. thing, like, I already like it, yeah. But that being said, I, I tried to divorce myself from it um, just, just so I can watch it as, as like, an actual critic, and it was, it was dope. The, the very last episode, uh, <laughs> you know what, nope, just watch it. Spoiler alert! Spoiler just watch alert. It. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I'm not show. even going. I'm not going to do this. Just watch it. I don't think there's any men wearing 1920s style suits in it, Marlo. So you might be out. I might be out. Well, I'm right. really out the job. Yeah. So don't uh, be shocked if it is. No, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to watch it. That's definitely <laughs> comes highly recommended. That's one I've, that's been on my list for a while. But keeping in that same vein, man, the Freak Film Festival mm-hmm. is is coming up. I don't know if you guys have ever gone to a couple of those showings. I'm a big fan. I went to. Uh, it was last year, or the year before. I did the 12th in Claremont premiere at the Detroit Institute of Arts Theater, which is uh, a whole uh, collection of home movies from the 1967 Rebellion. Last year, I went to the premiere of the Russian Five movie, and I actually went and watched that again last night. Right. So I don't know if you guys are like hockey fans, but definitely, even if you're not, go check that out. It's such a cool story about how the Red Wings organization was able to get these very high-profile Russian Stars. I mean, they were all in the military, technically, right? Right. How they got them to defect their country and, like, just the story behind that leading up through, you know, the 97 and 98 uh, Stanley Cup Championship is absolutely phenomenal story. But I say that to say, uh, have you guys looked at some of the movies coming up yet? I know I, I glued you into Google a couple of them. Yeah. Riley, what do you got? Well, what well, you got? Uh, it looks like a Behind the Curve. Same here. It's a it's a movie about flat earthers. People oh. believe that the Earth is flat. I have to see. Isn't that, that on Netflix already? I, I am absolutely or something. Maybe not that one. Enthralled but there's one like that. by that topic. Absolutely. I could not believe that that was even still something that still people could believe. In. Yo, real real quick, we've got uh, Josh, Shocking aka Jock Connery from LXL, who just like lost his shit talking about it. He, he's uh, in studio uh, in in Magpie, Magpie at Magpie with us. Uh, do you have something to mention about that? It's just. It's just hilarious. Have you seen it, or just like the, you'll get into it? Okay, so uh, what's it called? Behind the curve. Behind the curve. Yeah, I mean, I, I the, the very you know I don't have it up on my phone, so I can't I can't quote it, but the description was very enticing, and yeah. I am just incredibly interested to hear uh, some of the perspectives that these people Yo, have. How have we gotten it's to that? I can I saw this clip of this dude being like, and if you watch, the rocket stops because that's when it goes into the water that surrounds our flat world, and I'm like. Yo, yo, yo. Okay, John does have something. Dude, the, the emotion of when yes. they, those, all those scientists get together and they do that little gravitational experiment with a little box that, like, finds true north. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love it. It doesn't work. And they're all like, now we're going to do something else, and then that doesn't work. And they're in a convention. What are they going to do? That is real human drama, right? Oh, I, I'm so excited. Like, like we, you know, uh, 
when you go, let me know. I okay. might because yeah, I'll, I'll, that's that's my choice, right? I feel like the 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 funny thing, and I I, I hope I don't offend anybody. That's a flat earther. I'm not I hope trying you to do. be I mean, no, I hope you I'm do. Not, look, I'm Those just not trying to be in mean. the streets. But <laughs> yeah. for me, as far as con- conspiracy theories go, that is like the top one. That's just the worst because. The, the idea that someone is, is stopping you from knowing that the earth is flat is just as useless as us knowing that the earth is wait, round. Wait, so it doesn't can, matter. But wait, can we also talk about the fact that we have images that prove wholeheartedly wait, that you, the you earth... Have, you have fake images, is, is what right. they would say. You have t- they're all, all, stage. all stage. It's on a soundstage. Again, my thing is that's fine. Kubrick did it. You you got it right. You got yeah. you got a bunch of people that think it's fake. That's cool, but you as a regular human, right? You're not going in the space. So what difference does it make if the know. world you is flat know, around? Exactly. You don't know. It doesn't matter. You might go to space. Well, no, they also no, no. the real twist on right. it. My favorite thing about the flat Earth thing is they want to keep you here on this flat Earth. Who we don't know yeah, no, why they, they, they want to keep you here because there's better out there. See, that's the thing. What's the end game? Like every other conspiracy, you can you can figure out a reason why someone would chemtrails to secretly make everybody. Uh, I don't know. Like Dude, they are getting a little conspiracy heavy in the Freak Film Festival because there's a movie as well showing on the 14th uh, that's all about Bob Lazar. Who, uh, if you guys aren't, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Bob Lazar is this former worker at Area 51 who, yeah, yeah, back in like the 60s or 70s came out and was like, I've seen the aliens, yeah. right? yes. they are real, and reptilians, and all this stuff. And so they have a whole documentary all about him and what he's thinking. So I, I like, I kind of want to see it just to like. <laughs> I felt again, like that way like, more than Flat Earth. That's what I'm at this point, it's all just a bunch of like weird old dudes who are just like, well, I was there. I saw the Grays. They took me <laughs> up in their ship. And like, but oh, not the cool. Greens. The Greens are assholes. The, the Greens are assholes. The Greys are friends. <laughs> you saw that Unsolved Mysteries as well? No, I just. You got to know that, dude. You got you to know who your team is. Yeah, you know, we're, we're all great. We're great, right? We're great all, all the way. Gray. All great. Jesus, this is going off on a tangent. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what time is it? Where are we? We got plenty of time. Free Film Festival. Good day. What are you guys going to see? Um, other, other thing that uh, I, I know I need to see, even though I should have seen it already, is uh, God. Say, give them drum machines. Give them drum machines, um, absolutely. The I, story of Detroit Tech. Exactly. I, I, it's, it's bad because I've had like access to that movie for a while, but you know, I, I got I got mommy brain, so it's hard and, for me to get oh, this. Does sound bad? Are you guys techno fans? Detroit techno fans? Yes. At all? So there, it's uh, Terrence Parker. Who are the other? The what do they call? They call them the Belleville. Something. The guys who started techno. I told you I don't be remembering shit. Uh, no. I know. I know. <laughs> but I know somebody what you're Google about. that shit. Quickly, but okay, so uh, I wanted uh, that's on my list as well. So is uh, keeping with the music, standing in the shadows of Motown. They're showing it's not a new movie, mm-hmm. definitely go see it. It's the story of the Funk Brothers. The Funk Brothers were the studio band that played on every single Motown song. So uh, the tagline is like they have more number one hits than Elvis, the Beatles, and the Rolling Stones combined. But nobody knows who they are, and they didn't make really any money because they were just the, the, the studio band. Right. Uh, if you go to the Motown uh, Museum, if they mention a little bit about it, but I, I actually have this movie on DVD. They're showing it. By all means, if it interests you even a little bit, definitely go see it. It's phenomenal. They have like modern artists playing with the Funk Brothers. It was at the Royal Oak Music Theater. So like there's Ben Harper playing uh, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, Joan Osborne singing one of the songs. It's a phenomenal movie. Um, I also wrote down Tough Guy, the story of Bob Probert, mm-hmm. where it's just like, 
all these it's people forget that he was arrested smuggling a lot of cocaine <laughs> over the border and was just coked out of his mind playing hockey like I, like regularly, it there was, was a time where if you weren't smuggling cocaine, were you really living? But he was Canadian, exactly. so you would think, "Oh my gosh, uh, Morgan just finally showed up with our cocktails." With uh, thank you, Morgan. Thank you, Morgan. Those are beautiful. So we've got the two menacillins and the Kyoto Kyoto special line. Kyoto special line. Thank you, Morgan. I'm gonna drink them all. Morgan, seriously, for real. Thanks. You're yeah. dope. And she's out. So, um, <laughs> and the too. roar, and the roar of '84, which is story of the 1984 uh, World Series champion Detroit Tigers. So, and I'm going to need that freaks and geeks. I'm going to get up on that freaking geek. I was just about to say, there's Judd Apatow. I don't want right? to get like I, I feel like all of these movies so far have been like either very heavy or very historical things. And I'm like, yeah. you know, I kind of just would like to see a freaks and geeks. Gotta, gotta get yeah. these so jokes. stressed out yeah. all the time. <laughs> Yeah, which one was heavy, the Flat Earther or the Area 51? Is the Flat that- Earther one is, like, psychically heavy because you have to deal with the fact Thanks. that there are people that believe It's exhausting. That yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, can you also Almost imagine, like, talking too. to that person for, like, more than five minutes? Mm-hmm. And, like, because the first 30 seconds would be, like, trying to find the words to be like, has your mental illness been diagnosed? Or is it, yeah, dude, that's... And that's what what we're going to find. You know, again with this movie is that we'll all drink all of them. They're uh, my favorite drink. Like these are just regular people. You know what I'm saying? So like, good. like this is this person is somebody that you work with. Yeah, you know I mean, in the middle so. of Kansas. Yeah, but that's the thing is that <laughs> it's all they're all like it's here. You right. know what I mean? Like you could probably find flat earthers. Not necessarily in this building. But I was going to say, if you city. think there's a flat earth in this room, I'll take a bet. I'll cut the music out there. Now, yeah, who believes in flat earth? And then I realize, like, <laughs> I don't, like I don't want the answer. Like, I don't like, know. It's like That's Tim, Tim, our assistant general manager, will just be like, I believe in the flat earth, and then I can't work here anymore. <laughs> I said boo worms. Yeah, I mean, that type of shit. So um, I don't even know. We're, I'm so far off the art. I try to do, like, a show prep, but so uh, – Coming up, we talked about the Roar of 84, the, the Detroit Tigers. There's a ton of events coming up, up to and including opening day uh, in Detroit. I know that Fort Street Galley and oh, Magpie. Oh, look at Kari being such a gentleman, oh, giving yeah. his cocktail away. <laughs> Kari's dry, doesn't drink at all. But she does. Yeah, she does. But anyway, okay, getting back. So uh, opening day is coming up. I know you guys have a ton of events. What are some of the events that you guys have going on? Not, not uh, – I don't know, yeah, what do you guys got going on coming up here? I think, I mean, opening day is obviously our focus and our focal sure. point. Um, right. And my lead bartender, Keenan Plant, has done a huge amount of work with it. And, and we've got, I think, a pretty killer uh, pretty killer opening day for everybody. So we're going to have a DJ starting at 10 a.m. Uh, we've got some really dope sponsors and partners. We're going to be working with River's Edge Brewing. We're going to be tapping their second deck uh, cream ale. Second deck. Second deck. Second deck. Second deck. Second deck. Every time it's good. I know. Uh, so we're going to be doing uh, $13 <laughs> pictures of that and some of their other beers on kind of like a tap takeover. Um, we're going to be doing uh, a little bit of a partnership with the Campari Group. So we're going to have some really dope cocktails on the cheap, including $5 Espelon margaritas. And then the coolest thing for me, so we're like the biggest uh, Tiger Lager account in Michigan, mm-hmm. if not the Midwest. Uh, what so, is, wait, real quick, is that, what is Tiger Lager? Tiger Lager is a Singapore lager. That is the most popular beer in the world that we carry exclusively tall boys of. So for opening day, Tigers will be $2. Sounds good. We're no going to need a couple matter of what. <laughs> And then I will say this. Every Tuesday thereafter that the Tigers are in town, if you walk in here wearing Tigers gear, you get Tiger lager at half off. So, so $1? Yeah. 
Uh, no, two dollars because normally four. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, how much dollar burn? Why am I giving you a game? I saw the eyes <laughs> yeah. to change. Was Dude, it, like, excuse me. Yeah. So yeah, two dollar tiger. Dollar beer night. Bagpipe. But it's gonna be it's gonna be super fun. We've got we got really dope drink specials. We're gonna do pictures of cocktail as well, which is really cool. So if you want to come out and you know don't necessarily want to do a big pitcher of beer, we got really great pictures of cocktails, good to go. So I think you guys do like draft cocktails. Yeah, yeah. So the the we would do just big old pictures of your draft cocktails. We can do your choice of spirit, whatnot. I could could legit get a pitcher of the the medicine is hand built, sir. That's a work of art. No, I, they could, I could get like order five of them and put them in a picture. I, if you want to make a poor bartender cry, because right, they wouldn't right. say no, they'd be like, "I guess." Okay, asshole, no right. problem. You want me to bring you a well done steak too? Goddamn flat earther, <laughs> butterfly. Well done. This needs more ketchup. Uh, this needs more ketchup. So what? So uh, that is how you see. I can't even. Uh, so opening day is you know it, it is what it is. We're just going to try and contain the madness, give people a good spot to come. You know, the galley is always a great spot to come for families and whatnot. So we're not going to let it get too bonkers, too out of hand. No, but. absolutely. And, and I think that's it's good that you mentioned it because opening day always has this, how do I put this? Chaos. Shit sh- Yeah, chaos. Yeah. I like shit show. Word yeah, it's that's, like yeah, shit show of just people. And, and I like, you guys are far enough away from ground zero, but still close enough, right? Right, so, right. I, I highly suggest if you're coming for opening day and you don't want to be a part of the chaos mm-hmm. <laughs> of being right in the thick of all these tent parties and just sloppy individuals. Bad, bad and, public drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come up here. It's a beautiful, beautiful space. They have great food, great drinks. You'll be able to sit down and be able to get a table. I mean, the, the space is humongous. It seats over 200 people. Uh, so you're going to have enough room. You're going to be able to spread out and kind of weather the storm before you head over so definitely come through here uh have you guys ever oh go ahead Carly. i was gonna say like so we we heard about uh the drinks will there be any like uh like tiger centric foods that i need to know about you're talking about some kind of specials yeah so or tiger you know, food <laughs> i don't want food with tiger in it i would totally i would eat tiger, tiger in a heartbeat. Jerky. i would eat just I would about i would do just about anything you know what just as an aside um, I'm still I'm still waiting on the ability to try flamingo for the first time. Like <laughs> I just feel like can you not? public service. Is that I, I'm just saying, like, so I need to help me out with that. They eat a lot of shrimp. It kind of comes. That's why they're pink. That's what I'm saying. So we hold. Why, how how do we how do we miss this? The best thing about a flamingo is no matter what, no matter where you cut its head off at, it's gonna look funny. It's, <laughs> That's the, I've always thought that. I've seen, like, you know what would be fucking dope if you get to captain a flamingo and eat it? Because it, it's the other big dumb neck. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> no, no, stop. Just let that marinate for a minute. No matter where you cut off a flamingo's head, you it's going to look funny. It's going to look funny. Is it going to run around like a chicken? Is it going to, like, yeah, who knows, right? I never really thought about it. that you just made. What now? Sorry. What was the noise you just made? I didn't make any noise. I made a totally normal human noise. Nothing weird about it. But yes, I'm sorry. Again, off the rails. Uh, tiger jerky is where we left off. <laughs> yeah. Coming Holy back to shit. tiger jerky. Right, right. You guys ever go to opening day? I did. I, I work opening days. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've always not, been working. It's not, it's a money it's, not maker it's, day. It's, it's. I like it right. to an extent, but I feel like I'm getting just a little, I'm aging out, mm. if that makes sense, mm. of like 
dead center opening day. So maybe I'll come up here like after it. Come, come hang out with yeah, us. It's a lot chiller. Well, we're, you know, we're going we're gonna to have some music. We're going to have the patio open. It's, right. it's in a oh, great shoot, spot. Oh, shoot. Patio so, season. You guys yeah. got a patio coming? Yeah, we're, we're going to start working on the patio soon. It's going to be very uh, very available very quickly. Right. Um, and we're, you know, we're making all the necessary preparations to get all of that done. But uh, the space is ready to go. And we're, uh, we're moving closer and closer to it being that time. So. Man. Do you guys remember the Magnum PI guys that dressed up at the Tigers game? Didn't they the all get party? arrested last they year? They all got kicked out. I thought all this was going to be your just like You're like, that was people. me. That was not me. I would love to know those guys. Right. Uh, Dave, uh, who is who runs Podcast Detroit and Sir with us, he says that he, he's been introduced to this group of guys. Th- those they, are the homies. Saw, but that's just like, I think he get... casually shakes his head. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, no, I don't know them. No, I'm no, going to no, pick them no, out of a lineup. Yeah. Yeah, had a, had a mustache, glasses. No, I mean they're they're great guys. They actually do what they do uh, for like a lot of charity events and that kind of stuff. Um, just things got a little out of hand. At, but did at they, that it's one a bad, no, game. it's a bachelor party at a Tigers game. I feel like because they they all were wearing the same thing, they uh-huh. stood out. They, they probably weren't doing anything more than anyone else. Right. Than well, any it, other like bachelor party at a Tigers game. It was a bachelor party. Yeah. They might have been drinking for a while. We got we got kicked no, out of a bachelor speaking. party uh, for a bachelor party at at a Tigers game. Right. Our uh, our buddy. Anytime one of uh, my fraternity brothers gets married, there's this literally a ball and chain. It's it's a ten pound bowling ball drilled with a in a chain. That is that, the most fraternity. Yeah, yeah it is. It totally is. But we lock it around the ankle, and then they just have to lug that thing around the whole time. Right. So we got it in. Well, as soon as they saw it, they were like, that's definitely not allowed <laughs> right. in the ballpark, and all of you guys need to go. You have to, to go. You've got this, yeah, just a chain wrapped yeah. with a 10-pound bowling a, a, ball. A death machine. Because right. here's all that happens please, is please. one of you gets drunk and starts swinging oh, that around like yeah. a morning yeah. star. Oh, takes and a couple chairs out. Takes oh, a couple yeah, chairs out, breaks some old lady's jaw. Like, yep. it's it done. And, and, the, and the fact that you know that's going to happen. You know. Yeah. Like, like, it can't be avoided. In your blood, in your bones. Like, you're just like, oh, You're walking in look, I don't want to do it. I don't want to even do it, man. I don't want to do it. Either. I, I have, have to bludgeon to. someone to with this. Yeah. I have to break all your shit. Yeah, we weren't surprised. It was kind of like, hey, you guys got. Yeah, Fair. yep, that's exactly. Makes that's sense. That. Believe. <laughs> that was actually the second time I'd gotten kicked out of Comerica Park. First Ooh. time was during the World Series. If you guys remember the World Series, right? Okay. I was in town against the San Francisco Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, grew up downtown, so I was just tailgating beforehand at the right. house, just throwing back Tiger Lager or whatever, you know? <laughs> Kyoto Special, uh, Magpie? Magpie. 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 Keep plugging uh, that brand. Yeah, dude, for sure. I love it. I mean, the menu's fantastic. The logo's fantastic. The drinks are excellent. Like, the product carries itself. So, Magpie. But, uh, Magpie. Uh, so, at the end of the uh, ninth inning, I'm standing outside. I had actually obtained a lanyard from someone that was, was singing the national anthem. There was, like, a whole group of people holding one of the giant flags. On their way out, I'm like, hey, can I have that lanyard? They're like, yeah, sure. So, I had the lanyard for the ticket. There was just right. no ticket inside of it. So, I'm standing outside, waiting, waiting for my time, waiting for my shot feeling pretty confident liquid courage is in me i'm pumping all right here we go here we go so finally the security guard kind of like looks to the left and oh. i'm like here we go boom <laughs> right it was the entrance right outside the uh the dac right yeah, yeah. so i jet in i make it i like i can hear you know that song i'm winning yeah, right, right. i can hear it playing. i'm like holy shit i'm making it in i'm running and i just feel two big hands on either shoulder wham and i'm like oh just like that record scratch Bet you're wondering how I got here. I got These here. guys grab me, right. grab my lanyard, uh, and they're like, ticket. There's no ticket in here. I'm like, I, uh, I, uh, uh. Right, right. And they just drag my ass out so fast. 
And so I'm sitting there with my phone trying to like take a picture. And I, it's on my Facebook. If, you, if we're Facebook friends, I'm going to post it. About, I'll see if I can find it, get it up on the TDL Facebook as well. But you just see these two giant shadows in, in like mine in the middle just grabbing me and pulling my ass out. Oh, Toss me like fucking jazz right out of the front door. <laughs> so you, wow. you, you, need, you needed to be more... Uh, I don't, I don't know. You had, you had you had to be smoother about it's it. It's more of a finesse game. Yeah, right. You can't just, you can't I'm just... a brute force guy. <laughs> I see. I'm running in. Ninth inning. Here we go. So were those two dudes. Yeah, dude. And I guarantee that, like, for the last hour, the hour before, it's not like there's not cameras outside of the right. American no, Park. No, for sure. They just see me wa- walking back and forth, like, eyeballing like, for an hour. Get him. Drinking beers out of a ounce, bag. Like, yeah. Like Mickey's. styrofoam yeah, cup. Exactly. Some, ooh, cool. Here we go. Here we go. Sucking yourself go. up. Looking clearly suspicious. Caught my ass real quick. <laughs> they probably uh, had two dudes assigned in. to you. Yeah. Get that exactly. dumb ass. But, you know, go Tigers or whatever, I guess. Uh, Car, you went over to the Name Rouge party, didn't I you? Did. So you I did. So I think, like, I think maybe this is my, my fifth year going. You know, it, it was weird. I don't, I don't know. This is this is scary how math works sometimes because they were talking about math it being their tenth year, but I'm like, but if it was one in 2009, that this is actually your eleventh name Rouge, right? No. If they started in 2009, it yeah, means nine, it was ten, eleven, twelve. No, 14, no, 15, hold on, that almost checks out with 19. math. I don't think. It- Whoa, right? right? No, you would have to. No, that doesn't. Whoa, that doesn't make any sense. If it happened, if the first one was in 2009. So that that was number one name. Okay, Rouge. we'll count it out. Count it out. Go. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So that's their 11. Yeah, no, you yeah. nailed it. So it's okay. So I, I was like, I don't think I'm crazy, but whatever. They got the math wrong. I didn't. I'm smart. Yeah. I now. totally just got the math wrong. I'm like, no, <laughs> no idiot, crazy. <laughs> well, that idiot. Didn't work. I, I think I think this is my my uh, fifth time going, and uh, it's just it's cool to like see the thing you know grow into you know what it is now. Yo, you wore like, your love making mask too. I saw. Oh yeah, man. Like so, red Power Ranger mask. What, what was so dope? So this is the first time I ever took my my red uh, Red Ranger mask out of the box for this particular uh, event. So it was special and. Uh, and that was the first time wearing it, so I noticed that like I could, I could see everything, but nobody could see the faces I was making. So I was just like, run up your back, man! I like I could feel all the facial contortions while I was seeing weird shit happening. So that was fun. But um, yeah, like this was the first time where we did the march, and it was like people that were actually there to see people marching. So I thought the whole thing was fun. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, I'll, I'll I'll keep doing. I've never it. been. I've never been. I'm not. I'm, I get it. I'm not mad at you. Are you guys familiar with the, the name Rouge yes, legend? The, the mythos. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty cool story. I actually, I printed out a bunch. It was first spotted by Cadillac. Uh, and I guess then he went to jail or something like that. July 30th, 1763. He was spotted near the Detroit River. And then the next day, Pontiac killed over 60 men during the Battle of Bloody Run. And there's actually where the river ran red with blood for, like, days after. That'll happen. Which is actually, when they say near the Detroit River, I actually think that that's where that happened was in the, uh, what's that big cemetery on Mount Elliot? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's that one. I think that's where that happened at. Uh, Spring of 1805, before the the fire of Fort Detroit, where the whole thing burned down. General William Hull 
be the only officer in American history to be sentenced to death for military incompetence. I gotta feel like that's gotta be coming pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, again. someone's gotta be got, getting got for that <laughs> again. It's been yeah, a, it's also, been a while. It's on deck. Can I just say, pretty long run, like two hundred plus years since we've had a military incompetence thing. Yeah, really? False. Yeah. That's so, crazy. So you're saying we're we're due? We're overdue. <laughs> well, that's overdue. a pretty good excuse, though. If since I got arrested for military incompetence. If I got picked up for military incompetence, I'd be like, no, I saw the name Rouge, and people would be like, oh, that's, you know, that's a pretty good excuse, though. How, you, how would you yep. do that, like, military? Send the planes, sir. We're, we're, this, this is not necessary. Send all the planes all and them. the boats. All of them. Like, all that them. doesn't sound like something we need to do. Nope, do it. I'm incompetent. I'm, incom- I'm incompetent. <laughs> I'm incompetent. Is Treason at least has a little bit of a sexy flair to it. Yeah, sure. Incompetence, you really just sound like a fucking moron. Yeah, treasons. Treason's sexy. Military incompetence yeah, is dumb. It's dumb. Uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of other More times streamer. I saw it. I thought it, that was just pretty cool. If you haven't read the legend of it, I think it's a pretty uh, pretty interesting thing. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's... bad happens, right. that it's supposedly seen. But there, it also goes fault. on to say that, like, when we had that big... Like, when we had our big housing crisis, nobody saw the fucking dwarf. Wow. When, when we had that giant blackout, nobody saw that shit. You know what I mean? Well, it's it a, lot, was, it's it, a lot of Because it was cover. a blackout. What? So he, Sorry, no, that was, he doesn't that glow. Was actually, well, and that wasn't just in Detroit. And that wasn't just in Detroit. Okay, right. so I'll give you the blackout. <laughs> our, our whole financial crisis in the city. Right. I, I mean, I, you would think that somebody would have seen it. A lot of vacant homes. You could have been in a home. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it was a lot of weird places to sleep. Just so, yeah. hiding and just chilling. Yeah. So the last time it was seen was March 1st, 1976. And Detroit was hit with one of the worst ice storms. Like it really that's, goes. That's like, really some Mothman shit. Well, no. Well, also it goes. It starts with like the entire city burning down. Someone going to jail forever. To oh, we got a pretty bad ice storm. Yeah. <laughs> Look, and then the on ice March storm 1st. happens again. Yeah, and no one saw it then. So there have definitely been. Bl- anyway, so it's definitely like. <laughs> I'm regardless. Maybe we're just doing better. I wanna, like I like, want to read a quote of this really quick. Right. And catch a glimpse of something small and imp-like hobbling in the distance. Avert your eyes and hope to God it's just a reaction from the takeout food you ate. Earlier. I see that all the time. People see that every time I walk down the street, just hobbling. <laughs> that is that is that's something that you just read. So does the name Rouge exist? Well, I mean, one by one, what do you think? Uh, I'm I'm going to say that the march. Denain Rouge exists. No, okay. does the little right. red dwarf that appears to people before any large disaster mm-hmm. in the city of Detroit exist? Is that a thing? I hope so. Yes uh, or no? Yes or no? No, the answer is no. Oh, oh but bullshit. I, I hope. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Say? I'm going to say yes that. just because you know, fuck West Virginia and fuck Mothman. We get a weird creature we as well. We get a weird creature yeah, as well. Yeah, Mothman breaks one bridge and everybody talks about the Mothman forever. Forever. Burns a city down. Burns a city, kills like 60 dudes. Military incompetence. in an ice storm. I think the Nain Rouge is the best cryptid that has ever existed. Uh, Detroit needs something, right? <laughs> okay. Needs something. Why, why, not, why not a red door? Right, exactly. It's exactly right. You should right. be on the flag. The representative <laughs> of our city. Put his ass on the flag. I love it. But Detroit Very does small have something. Flag. We, do, we do have something. We've got the, uh, the Brush Park Coyote. Oh, and that okay. is very much a thing. That's yeah. very real. Those are. No, I've no, no, seen no. it with my own very eyes. Real. Like there is a sixty-pound coyote. This thing is giant, just walking around Brush Park. I saw it last night. Mm-hmm. I have family members that have seen it before. I've got a picture on the uh, the Detroit local Instagram. Go check it out. It is there. Like it. it we don't need a, a red dwarf 
to be in danger. There's a freaking coyote. You said that to I me can, earlier. I, and then I, I feel went like the, you were going to end Instagram that. Crazy. That's, Did you see that, it? Yeah, that's a, it's that huge. Is a crazy I thought you were going to end that happening. with, and I'm promising here and now, I'm going to be the one to take it down and then just stand up, load <laughs> a gun. I support this message. I support this no, message. No, I'm going right. to go, I'm running for mayor, and here's my one platform. I'm shoot that fucking coyote. Yeah. You got to kill a coyote. <laughs> next, uh, next episode uh, we do here, I'm going to show up with like one of those furs over my head. Right, right, right. Just, huh? eat, just eating. I got, 2020. Uh, I got coyote jerky for you coming up. <laughs> I can't say so. You don't bring us jerky the next time you come. We're going to be I'm going to You have actually mentioned jerky. Several well, because well, no, because I, I feel like, well, yes, and this right. is the reason you said I would never eat a tiger, and I feel like the 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 best way that you can consume a meat here we go here we go, here we go. has to be in jerky form in a bad a bad meat specifically yeah a right. meat that's probably too tough. Now I'll tell you what, Brush Park, not too far from Gregos, they might throw out their burgers at the end of the night. Those burgers are very good. <laughs> right, Dude, right it's a block from Ford Field too. Right, like, they're gonna eat some. This is a. That's why it's sexy coyote, if you will. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. This is it's a huge. this is a juicy marble. And also, coyote. yeah, well seasoned. He is I'm well sure. seasoned. So here's the thing: I'm starting to think this coyote might be some good. So we're here. Here we are, back to eating weird animals. Has anybody seen the Nain Rouge just running around and then the coyote attack somebody? They, no. Here's the thing: is the Nain Rouge gets about. killed by the coyote and we all celebrate the coyote. Exactly. We love you, coyote. Love yeah. it. Man. I love it. Welcome to the city. But anyway, so keep your head up. You're, if you're around Brush Park, going to Fort Field, like, legitimately. <laughs> and, like, nobody is mentioning it. Like, I'm driving Stay home yesterday. I'm driving home yesterday, and I pull up to this guy. He's walking this little chihuahua. And I'm like, hey, bro, like, be careful. There's been sights of this coyote. Like, people have been seeing it. And he goes, yeah, yeah, it's right there. I'm like, what are you? T-? And he goes, yeah, right there. Turn around. And I turn around. It's right there behind this stop sign, oh, right? On, no, no. And he, I go, do you want to, like, do you want a ride? Like, do you want to, like, are you okay? He's like, no, no, I got this stick. And he had a stick and a chihuahua. And I'm like, oh, all right, dude. Like, are simple, you kidding It's me? like a mathematical equation. Distract with chihuahua, hit with stick. Ah, uh, yes. yes. While you're at it, the earth is flat. The chihuahua's the bait. Exactly you you right. throw the dog, yep. you run the other way, yep. and just in case, sharpen your stick. I'm not worried about the coyote. I grew up in Eastern Market. And there are uh, feral cats that live in Eastern Market like crazy. And I cannot describe the exact sensation that I had the first time I looked down an alleyway and I saw like 14 pairs of glowing eyes. I don't eyes, like that. And I said, that's the exact number of cats it would take to kill me. <laughs> so I'm not really worried about a coyote. I'm much more worried about the feral cats. I, I feel like if I saw that, like, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's cartoon shit. It was, you know they all turned and I said... Just enough of those, they might only be 10 pounds, 15 pounds, but enough of those, they're going to kill my ass. Absolutely. They're, they're going to find a way to, like, flank you. Yeah, oh, you know I mean? way smarter than I am. I don't like that. And that won't be over quickly. No, no, it'll take a while. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, just, like I said, keep your head, head on a swivel, That's boys. right. Uh, <laughs> and sharpen away. sticks. Yeah, and sharpen sticks. Jeez, oh, please. So, okay, um... We're going to, uh, just a few more minutes here, we're going to uh, wrap it up. Dude, an hour goes by so fast. Yeah, because you're all are fun. I can sit and talk with y'all for an extended period. That's right. Well, let's, do this, let's definitely do this again. Like, yeah. I've, I've had a blast, man. Uh, before we get going, I, I do want to talk about a little bit about Fort Street Galley and how you guys are ingraining yourselves in the community. It wasn't something that you even mentioned on episode number 22, but t- since I've been coming, you have a, a menu that's... Charity drinks mm-hmm. and they, charity so, cocktails. Yeah, you have charity yeah. cocktails, and I, and I want to talk a little bit about that. But not just that, because you guys have also started to to try to ingrain yourselves in the community and, and help out where you see fit. Uh, could you talk a little bit about about that and what the charity cocktails are? Yeah. So I mean, you know, the the charity cocktails are the way that the galley provides itself an opportunity to give back to the communities that it's a part of. So. 
Um, we choose the, the charities preemptively uh, for some of the things that we're interested in as a group of leaders and and uh, you know industry would have been leaders. some of them that you've done. You've done uh, yep, United so, Way, I know. Yeah, yep. so we did the United Way specifically supporting Genesee County and the Flint water crisis. Uh, we've done uh, Planned Parenthood. Um, Excellent. We, we've uh, LGBTQ Alliance. Excellent. Um, it, it really is a, a reflection of our values as human beings. I, I think the most incredible part about it, so right, the charity cocktails are galley-wide. Every one of our galleys donates these charity cocktails, but every dollar from our galley goes to a local chapter. Every dollar from the Cleveland galley goes to their local chapter of that right. charity. So it's not like the money is going, you know, into not, a corporate not to besmirch, then, but like yep. some of these, you know, you hear about no, money no, going to sure. Puerto Rico right, right. And, and, it, and it goes to some national well, it's like conglomerate. A non, it's like a right. non-profit industrial like, complex. Yeah, exactly. Almost. And the money yeah, just yeah. gets funneled. We're giving this money like directly back through direct contribution to our Excellent. local chapters. Um, because you, you know it's important. It, it's we're yeah. not necessarily doing something that saves the world and making food and drink, but, but we are doing, doing something what you can. community yep. and that and that's important and that serves. And it's not our something community. that you yep. have to do. It's not something that any other restaurant bar really that I'm familiar with does. I, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, keeping in that same vein, TDL wants it wants to to do a charity cocktail with you guys. Got it. We Gotta want we want to get something going that's like the Detroit local charity cocktail. I, I've got a couple charities in mind that are like local. Let's do it. That's, I would love to yeah, do that. That's dynamite. We can do that. Absolutely. absolutely. The uh, only thing is that I don't know how to make a craft cocktail. So I'll make you a deal. If you come back behind the bar with me one day, and we can even do a Facebook Live of it, and I teach you how to make a drink, yeah. we'll put it on draft. I would absolutely oh, awesome. love it. Absolutely we'll make it happen. That's okay, me. done. What are we going to we got to come up with a name. Brainstorm session soon. I got soon. you. I, I can, I, I, I'm good at that. Do How about the... The Detroit local Rufio Jones. Call the Rufio Jones. Uh, that's that doesn't really roll off the tongue. You shouldn't have the word roof anywhere near. Oh Jesus! (laughs) (laughs) You said it. I heard you say. Hey, 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 hey. hey." (laughs) And uh, next topic. Holy shit! Okay. Uh, So, how else are you guys helping the community? (laughs) So the well, because we had talked about you were talking about even bringing in some of the. Less affluent individuals that are around here yeah, that, that don't really have a home, helping out individuals in that sense too. Well, you know, we, we try to we try to think of creative ways that we can that we can work uh, in in the confines of what it is that we do as a brand, right? And so part of our focus right now, especially with the rebrand of Magpie, and especially with it becoming more uh, nice outside Magpie, uh, Magpie, uh, we're really going to try to. Uh, push our upcoming charity cocktails. Um, we do have some other things in the works. Um, you know, it, it it takes a lot of uh, synchronicity for all of these different moving parts that we have in the galley. To, the bureaucracy. It, yeah, well, here, and you know, sure. we, we have to make sure that we're paying attention to uh, the brands for the kitchens as well, and what it exactly is that that they're interested in doing. So the the charity cocktails are the way that the galley can immediately give back, and then as we go through all of those those periods, we develop things with the chefs and. Um, different ways for them to help give back to the communities that we facilitate to them. So um, a lot of it is probably going to be coming from the individual kitchens themselves. I think it's also just like a really important thing as the Detroit food and beverage market expands, we have all these outside hospitality groups coming in, and and it doesn't matter that, you know, Riley and I are are from our local market. Like, fundamentally, at the end of the day, we're owned by an outside company, and it's very important in a time where there's big speculation and big outside money to come in to prove that we are, you know, operated here 
by people from Detroit, that we are trying to give back to our immediate community, that we aren't trying to, you know, service necessarily like the suburbs or outside investors or get those outside money. It's like we're trying to directly give back to our community yeah, in right. a way, not that I'm pointing fingers at the rest of the development in the city, but you can. It's, it's not a it's not a cash grab here, you know. Right. It's it's Well they, is, they allow you the freedom to operate independently. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's what we do with all the chefs, right? There are people yep. that come in that didn't necessarily have exactly all of the pieces to do what it is that they're able to do now. Right, right. We find them and we provide them with that opportunity and it's it, it's a constant give back for us that we can do that for these chefs. What are the restaurants here again? Yeah, so uh, we have uh, Pursuit, which is a Korean-style sushi. Right. Um, and then, Nailed that question. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a great segue. Holy um, shit, I just started sweating. You know, <laughs> incredible. We have, we have the Pursuit, uh, and then once we move on from Pursuit, from left to right, you've got Allen B with Chef Michael Goldberg and Katie Nelson. So you have Chef Mike Han in the first one. Yo, try, uh, try the cheese fries at the barbecue spot. Slap. Oh, try the, uh, the Woodward or the OG at... Um, those, pursue? I pursue the, wood, pursue. the Woodward is That's actually mine. Get the adobo. The get the adobo at um, Isla. Isla. Only Filipino spot in the city. Oh, sorry, Riley, that really good Cusina. plug. One, we do have to get a shout out to Jay and Marietta on that. Dude, big huge love, fan of that. Big yeah, love. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I could eat. I think I might have eaten that adobo. From from Isla, Bro, Ooh, four, four days a week. No, I gotta tell you, it's the chicken schnitzel. You think it's the schnitzel oh, it's from Allen B? Hummus, salad, chicken schnitzel, done. done. Falafel sandwich. Israeli pickles. Falafel sandwich for sure. Catch the brunch special. Oh, man. I will, Listen, man. I will be say. way more hungry than I was. Today we're about to eat the Bloody Marys. You guys like Bloody Marys? Oh, yeah. We do brunch now. And we do a Bloody Mary, and so we use the pickle brine from Allenby and the soy sauce made at Pursue. It is a killer, right? Bloody Mary. As someone who is very affluent in Bloody Marys, Bloody one Mary of the guy? best one. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually Mary say this guy. though: the best food at the galley is is employee meal, because today's is a great example. Uh, JP from Isla made Filipino gumbo, right? And when I tell you the best gumbo period I've had in my life, I believe that's that. about it. It's the best perk about working here is all the emails. Fantastic. Gentlemen, I appreciate everything wow. that you've done. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to come and do a podcast here. Please reach out to us uh, if you have any questions, anything like that. Info at the Detroit Local, thedetroitlocal.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram. Where can people uh, learn more about Fort Street Galley and uh, Magpie? Absolutely. So you can go to at Fort Street Galley for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then you can go to at Magpie Detroit for their Instagram page with all of their fantastic content. Wonderful. Wonderful. And uh, to play us out, we've got uh, a second world premiere by the man, the maestro, Eddie Logics and Goldzilla. Oh, well, we'll figure it out. We'll splice it in. If it doesn't come up, it doesn't come up. But we're we're going to. Real quick. The 6th. April. Holy shit. April 6th. PJ's Lager House, the Detroit local presents with sound and silence. We've got a huge show. Mr. Height Keach, uh, Eddie Logics, Goldzilla, LXL, your boy Jock Connery is in that group, along right. with War and Peace. He came through. Uh, and of course, Kari's group, Detroit City, your favorite rappers, favorite rappers are performing. Holy shit. As be well good. as a live podcast. It's going to be a, 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 just an insane night. PJ's Lager House, April 6th. We record at 7, seven to 8, and then we're, we're partying from nine and to question go. marks. So, yeah, what's up? Dave, you got anything? Podcast Detroit Doc. Go ahead, let's just introduce yourself to him. It's been so long. I feel like homecoming. What's man with a tear in my eye? What's introduce yourself, going across? 
Clark Kent, Scorsese combined When the planets and the stars and the moons collide Making moves in defense of the genre Final Four in Doc Storm at Gonzaga Rooting for the alma mater UFO James Link show with Madonna's daughter Trying to get a gang to the swap meet Make the 6-4 penthouse look like Wall Street Bob Probert just a lot colder Make art every day cause I do it for the culture Keep the same hours as a werewolf Convince artsy chicks that I really read Beowulf Like I know the difference from a Monet Slid in a few DMs but never carbade Louder than a bat out of hell You feeling this? Put both hands up to 12 Honestly I feel like at this time Y'all guys just got it Y'all don't need me to be around like physically So I feel like I'm gonna go do what God called me to do